Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another week of Max Potential Habits. I'm super excited today for our episode and our guest because, and I didn't share this with him when we were talking pre-show, I said, oh, I'll share it on the podcast. Uh, when I was first married or when my ex-husband and I had three kids, we decided to buy an RV and travel around and we lived in it for a year. And we homeschooled our kids and he worked remotely and it was really, really fun. So when Bryce Wilson reached out to me on Instagram and I looked at his feed and I was like, oh, this is really cool. He's a digital nomad, works from his RV, but what is even cooler about Bryce, and we're going to learn all about him today, is that he is a 23-year-old CEO and owner of a million-dollar business. And the cooler thing is that this happened during COVID. So, you know, we all talk about, uh, there's a lot of fear right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of doubt, and a lot of people talking about like, well, how can I make something happen, happen during COVID? Well, he's proof that you can. So we're gonna hear his story, and you know, obviously he knows what he's doing and has created some really cool things in the world and lives in an RV, which is even cooler. So I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. Welcome to the show today, Bryce Wilson. Thanks for having me, and, and I'm excited to talk to a fellow RVer, I guess you could say. <laughs> totally. I know it was funny when you were saying, oh, we've only been at it for two months. I'm like, oh, you'll, you'll, get, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, right? It's such a fun lifestyle, and RV people are so cool. Like They are they're the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Like I, I always joke around, I can't walk anywhere. I can't walk past another person without them waving and having a conversation with me. I'm like... It's, totally. it's amazing. It's how oh, it yeah. Be. It's amazing. I mean, it, it's the culture is just like friendly, helpful. At least that was what we always ran into. I, I didn't tell you this. This is even cooler. So the RV that we had that we lived in for a year, we sold to my ex-husband's sisters, who were my sisters-in-law. They used it for a long time. Now my daughter, who's about your age, she's 21, is buying it back from them and she's gonna go on the road for about eight months in between when she finishes school and goes into a study abroad program. The family RV, that, that it's is so cool. cool. And she's gonna rehab it with her dad, you know, I'm sure I'll be participating in it too, but it's like yeah. this RV just is this, you know, beacon of, of joy in our lives. Yeah, that is so cool. That's yeah. good for her. That yeah. sounds like so yeah. much fun. Yeah, I, so I, it I couldn't is so wait to fun. talk to you. Yeah. yeah. yeah awesome. Tell us, okay, I'm curious. I mean, there's so many fun things I want to talk to you about. How, tell us your story, how, what happened for you? Because you, you talk about how COVID shifted the business that you were in overnight, and then you switched into this business. So give us the backstory and let us know what happened. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try and keep it a little bit brief. I could tell this story for like an hour, but I started out, coming out of college with a business called Ticket Rescue. Essentially the concept behind that is if you had tickets to a concert or a sporting event and you could no longer go whether you were sick or just didn't want to go, instead of just letting the tickets go to waste, you could sell them to us and then we would then find somebody to use the tickets on the back end. So we make sure that somebody gets to experience that experience and the seats aren't unfilled. Um, so that was, I started that out of college. Uh, three years into that now, and ended up going from $0, $0 in funding to in the first year doing $100,000 in sales, in the second year doing a million, and in the, three, in the third year doing 2 million in sales. So scaled 
pretty rapidly with with zero funding and honestly not much clue as to what I was doing um, as a business owner. But come March of this year, I was sitting in the bathtub, like just hanging out middle of, of COVID pandemic, really, really optimistic about everything that was going on and super optimistic up until this point to where I look at my phone and I read the CDC has limited all gatherings to 50 people and the NBA is shut down indefinitely. And I was like, that's not good. That's not going to be good for business. So I had my, I had my two minutes of, wow, this sucks. You know, what was me? Poor me. This is literally the worst possible scenario that I could dream up for my business. Yeah. And immediately shifted into, you know what? It's not happening to me. It's happening for me and control what you can control. Ultimately, we are going to come out of this on the back end and, and look back and say, wow, so many amazing things have come out of that, right? Um, so I took my team, we, the, the immediate conversation I had with them was we are not successful because of tickets. We are not successful because of the industry we're in. We're successful because we have amazing people and amazing team, great leadership, great people in marketing, great people in finance. We have all the assets and resources that we need in order to be successful in business. We just need an idea. So we played stupid idea time and threw a bunch of really bad ideas at the wall and I mean, there was some bad ideas, but eventually we stumbled upon one that we liked with the idea of being a, a full scale media agency and reverse engineered that a little bit and said, you know, you don't start there. You start with a specific focus and develop your legs as you go. Um, and, and now have what is a centralized focus on Instagram engagement for personal brands and and influencers on Instagram to help them develop leads, grow their following and do it in a genuine organic way. And that's been going for about three months now and has been growing at a rapid rate and been so much fun to build. And in the midst of all that, me and my girlfriend bought an RV and are traveling the world and just absolutely loving the the quarantine life or, or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah it's oh wow so much awesomeness in this share and okay I, I want to ask you several questions one okay first when you were talking about ticket rescue and and i love you said the stupid idea time you know for yeah. the next business but i was curious how did you come up with ticket rescue because what a brilliant idea and it made me think about how it, it it's you know, some people will talk about like all the limitations of building a successful business and, and often age is one of those. And I go like, look at you, right? How awesome is that? And it's this brilliant idea. Where did this idea come from? I'm curious. It honestly, it was stumbled upon. Like it really wasn't intentional. I was between my junior and senior year of college. And I, I, I want to say it started with me having tickets to an event that I couldn't go to and selling uh -huh. and realizing that it wasn't extremely simple, right? It, it was kind of complicated and I'm tech savvy. I'm a millennial. I know my way around a computer and websites and all that. And I, I was like, what would my grandmother do if she was trying to do this? The, those seats would not get used. And obviously there, I mean, I read a statistic one time that said there was 4,000 seats unfilled in the Super Bowl, And I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, you know how many people would die to go to that event, and there are just 
life gets in the way it happens so it transitions slowly into what was a twitter page and then eventually into a facebook page and it just there was just demand for it people just wanted it and i was lucky enough to be in school while i was doing it making enough money by the time i was graduated to say hey i'm gonna do this full time i don't you know i was studying accounting and all of my classmates were working at big firms and working 80 to 100 hours a week and i said that doesn't really look like fun to me. I'm going to keep doing this and we'll see where it goes. And it just, it just developed from there. That's so cool. I, I, uh, one of my favorite mantras is there's 10 million ways to make $10 million. And it's just like, we always, we, we feel we're so limited, but in our thinking, some people are so limited in their thinking. Right. And it's like, how many fun ideas can you come up with to make a million dollars or to make $10 million? And I love that. I, I, I also appreciate that it highlights your values because I went on your website, you know, and I saw on there that one of your favorite places is Red Rocks, which to me says, I love concerts. So, you know, when, for listeners, when you're looking for brilliant ideas, always go with what you know and what, let what you know grow, right? So for you, you're going like, oh, I love concerts. I can't make it to this concert. What would people who love to go to concerts do in this situation? And then you fill a gap in the marketplace and such an incredible opportunity that you created for yourself and other people because you provide value to society. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's such a great point. I think so many people look for the idea for what can make money. Uh-huh. And if you can instead look for how you can provide value and have purpose and really be passionate about something, yeah. that'll come. If you're, right. if you're chasing money, you're gonna get burnt out and you're not gonna enjoy what you do. And it's, it might not be successful, right? But if you can be really passionate and wake up and love what you're doing and and do it not for that, do it just to provide value, everything else will come as a byproduct. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I really, I talk a lot on Max Potential Habits about, you know, all my listeners know I'm really into manifestation and law of attraction and those types of things. And when we think about our vibrational frequency and attraction, you attract, you're the most powerful magnet when you're in a space of joy and inspiration. So of course, if you're doing what you love, you're going to have more opportunities open to you because you're doing what you love. (laughs) So you see opportunities that you wouldn't notice if you were in a state of, you know, feeling tortured by what you're doing. So if you're only seeking the money of it, it's not as likely to happen as easily, flow as quickly, be as fun in the process. So I love that you did something that you were really enjoying doing. And it sounds like this next business that you've created, same thing. So share, I think, tell us about the stupid idea time because that sounds like such a cool team meeting to me. I I mean, I think I am lucky enough to have a team and be surrounded by people who just truly believe in me and believe in us. Like there was, when that meeting started, there was really not much fear. And honestly, there should have been, like, mm-hmm. there should have been a lot of fear. I almost wonder if there was too much faith in, in our collective team. Um, but there was not much fear. It was just like, yeah, we're going to figure this out. We're, we're awesome. Like we're, we're good at figuring things out. That's what we've done for the last three years. You know, that's the, the, the whole business we built. None of us had any experience in anything. It was just, I mean, everybody else is really young like me. So it was just, all right, we'll figure something new out. And with this stupid idea time, it was just, what could we do? How could we provide value? And, and to your point of, of passion, I, and we are lucky enough. I, I think I can speak for us collectively 
we really love business. It's and so we're lucky enough to be able to just apply that to any industry. We love business and we love helping people. So that can that can be applicable a lot of places. Yeah. Um, but we 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 threw out a bunch of ideas. Someone said, you know, well, food delivery and alcohol. Maybe we could have do some sort of alcohol shipping, and that got thrown out the window. Um, we had the idea of email marketing for for college recruits or or high school recruits wanting to play athletics in college, and that honestly, I like that idea a lot, but it didn't it didn't move as fast as the other thing. Um, and we had what, what we ended up sticking with, and honestly, there's just no judgment. We understood that in order to, I mean, I'm a big believer that there are good idea people, but usually those people are the people that have more ideas. And if you have a thousand ideas, one of them is going to be good, right? Like you, you're yeah. going to have a good one eventually. So just work that muscle and keep trying. And that's what we did. And eventually we stumbled on something we liked and we thought could be successful and, and fit our needs as far as having a, a quick return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sometimes when you're, especially when you're in a critical pivot moment, it's, it's that idea of like, what's the fastest path to cash and doing something I enjoy doing that's going to serve the world. Right. So I think people get stuck sometimes thinking they need to have like some big grandiose, unique idea. And it's not even necessarily a big grandiose, unique idea. It's just like, okay, what do we love to do? That's filling a void that also is, in alignment with a fast ROI, especially if you already have a team that's built that you need to regenerate income pretty quickly. Um, you know, it makes me think about how, how rare it is for someone in your position to, well, I don't know if it's rare, but I I think it's really cool. And I want to acknowledge how powerful it is for you to pivot so quickly. Like you said, you were in the bathtub and it was just a couple of minutes of like, poor me. Oh crap. I'm scared. And then you're like, okay, come on. Where's the opportunities? What can we do with this? And if more people had that attitude, life would be so different. You know, it's like, how can we look at the silver lining? How can we see the upside of what's going on? How can we look at this time as a way to pivot into something different that might be even better than what we had before? And that's how, you know, I I say it's the NFA attitude. It's like the no fucking around attitude of like radical responsibility where you're like, okay, what do I want to create with my life and business? And how am I going to lead my team into that? So when you say your team wasn't really scared, to me, that's a byproduct or a a reflection of you as the leader of the team going like, okay, guys, let's come up with some awesome ideas. Even if they're stupid, put them on the table. Let's creatively come up with something new and unique and fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I think to that point, there there's no good that I can think of that's ever going to come from putting negative energy or giving energy to the, the downside of things. Right. Yeah. Obviously we have to be realistic and understand risk and, and all of those things. But ultimately once you, once you can analyze and, you know, have that rationale and figure out what the, what the reality of things are, nothing good is going to come out of being negative or, or feeding into negative energy or, or looking at the downside of things. So yeah. What's the point, right? Totally. And you get to choose, right? Like you always can choose. You can either feed the, uh, you know, they talk about the feeding the wolf, you know, and you get to choose which wolf you feed, but it's like, you can either feed the ideas of the future projection of fears where I talk about fear as a future expectation of awful results because you're just, you're, you're making up a story about something bad that's going to happen in the future. Whereas you could easily, just as easily go, what could go right? 
What, what's the flow? Where's the faith? Where could we pretend that the story's going to go awesome and live into that story instead of the story of like, everything's going to fall apart and go wrong. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds and, like and you're, I, you're mastering that well. I, I, yeah, I, I'm huge on that. And I, that's always a question I ask of you know, what is, what is looking at that going to do? Yeah. Is there anything that you can do about it right now? And most times the answer is no. So, okay. When there is something you can do about it, take care of it then. Or if the yeah. answer is yes, great. You have some control and do something about it. You know, yeah, to work. totally. This makes me want to ask, do you have a favorite quote or a quote that's really impacted you or one that you live by? I There are a couple that come to mind. So I, I like, I want to say it's Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's nice. That's one that has come up a lot recently. Um, I like the one and I'm going to butcher it, but something about you were given two ears and, and one tongue. So you know, yeah. listen more than you speak. Yeah. Um, those are nice. two that stick out to me. That's awesome. My grandpa used to say that one a lot. That's so great. Um, okay. Share with us some of the stumbling blocks along the way. So, I mean, you were a super young multimillionaire entrepreneur. What were some of the challenges you faced when you started your business? Yeah. I mean, it, there was, there were so many challenges that come along the way. Right. And I like how you call them challenges. I even like to call them opportunities, right. Cause they're just opportunities for us to learn. Um, but I, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anyone who I learned from. I played sports my whole life. That was my entire life up until entrepreneurship. I, I was really just jumping into it and figuring it out along the way. So learning how to scale, learning how to build a team, learning how to hire, learning how to, to lead people, and, and especially in a remote environment, everybody I work with is remote. They're, I've got people in Aruba and, and Florida and Pennsylvania, and it, no one is, is local. Um, so that's provided a lot of challenges. Honestly, up until now, there hasn't been anything really big has really stuck out to where I would say that was a, a big roadblock, a big challenge. There were a million little things that got in the way that we just figured out as we went. Um, but I always said, like, I, I feel like I'm really lucky. I feel like I've been really lucky up until now because there's been no roadblock. And then sure enough, I'm getting, I'm adding the, the, I guess that chapter to the book of, of, tragedy or or whatever you want to call it in terms of say more i want to hear more <laughs> so 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 with the pandemic and the setback in business gotcha. and all of that okay but yeah, little, the, the thing that really the thing that stands out to me though it's it's your attitude i actually was just reading in a book um and it it's a quote oh, i'm gonna have to find it right now live real time if i can um it's a quote by oprah and it's talking about luck, right? And because I, 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 as a person who believes in the law of attraction, I often go like, is there any such thing as luck? Really? You know, so oh, here it is. So she says, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. If you have, if you hadn't been prepared when the opportunity came along, you wouldn't have been lucky, right? So it's like, there's this idea of 
your mindset creates your reality. So your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So people who, you know, say they're lucky, it's because they have the attitude of expectation to win and they have the always win attitude, right? So it's like, they're always looking for opportunities. And when they come upon challenges that are opportunities, they see it as on the way to their success and they don't let it knock them down. So then other people perceive them and they perceive themselves as always being lucky. So I think, and and I think it, it comes back to the idea of radical responsibility, right? Yeah. Like for me, some, a lot would probably say that I was very unlucky of for being in the event industry yeah. and experiencing a pandemic. Yes. But when, when it's all said and done, I'm going to have two successful businesses and I'm going to have traveled the world and I'm going to have experienced more than I've experienced and grown more than I've ever thought I could grow before. Yeah. And then you look at it and you say, maybe he was lucky that that happened. Maybe that's the best thing that could have happened. Not for the world, obviously, but as an individual, yeah. maybe there was yeah. more good that came out of that than bad. So it's, it's perspective. It's all right. It's always perspective. And I mean, cause you can always take any individual event and two different people can look at it in totally different ways. And then the confirmation bias confirms your outcome, right? So if you're expecting crappy things to happen, crappy things will happen. If you're expecting awesomeness, awesomeness happens. It, yeah. it seems so simple, but it's like, it's, and it is simple, but it's not easy because we have so many mental roadblocks, but something I think it's really impressive about you at your age, especially is just like, Oh, just try it out. See what happens. Let's go for it. And then, you know, it's like the RV life too. Tell, tell us what, what are you loving about RV life and, and you know, what's happening for you there? Yeah. So, well, first I will say that if you met me six months ago, I would be the last person you would have ever expected to be in an RV. Like I, I had the conversation yesterday and I was like, feel like I kind of need to reflect and make sure that I'm okay because I'm changing <laughs> at a rapid rate. Like at, I've, my hair is the longest it's ever been. I'm posting on Instagram like crazy, which I never did before. I bought a ukulele that I've been playing. Like, I don't even know who I am anymore, but I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. Um, but it's just the, and I didn't grow up camping. I didn't, I've never stepped foot in an RV. So I didn't even think of this as reality. I had the idea of trailer parks and what you see in TV in your head. I didn't think that this could be enjoyable or a little bit glamorous or anything like that. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing is just the idea that we can be on vacation. We can be in a new city, experience brand new things, and then still come home and sleep in our own bed and yeah. have our things. We don't have to worry about leaving a toothbrush. We don't have to worry about rental cars or hotels or any of that stuff. That's just, you can't beat it. Like, yeah. for me, at it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's a cool lifestyle for sure. It, it, with kids, it adds a whole different element, but it, but it's also like really fun with them too. <laughs> yeah. When, when they're younger, I think it'd be really hard with teens. It'd probably be pure torture, but <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah. I could see some challenges there, yeah. but <laughs> it'd be torture for them, which would make it torture for the parents, you know? Um, okay. So that, that's uh, running a business from an RV. I love this because, you know, it's funny when right before, uh, everything happened with Corona. I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I was going to, my lease was up. So I was like, I'm going to sell all my stuff and I'm going to Airbnb around. And I also, I had an idea about like RVing, but I was like, actually I'll just Airbnb around. Cause if you rent an Airbnb for a month at a time, it's usually a 50, up to a 50% discount. I was like, 
that would be cool. I've structured my whole business around being mobile and, and doing online stuff. And, you know, my kid, two of my kids are older and gone. And my son was like, go for it, mom. He, you know, he goes back and forth between me and his dad. He lives with his dad mostly because he lives closer to his school. But I was like, he's like, go for it, mom. I'm like, okay. So that was the plan. And then COVID happened and I was like, oh, that's not going to work out so well. Yeah. <laughs> so I well, still that have was it our in plan my mind. Too. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. We were planning on doing Airbnbs. And ah. kind of said, we're not going to let this stop yeah. our travel. We'll nice. figure it out. Yeah. It stopped the, the international travel we had planned, but yeah, you know, That's maybe so we'll fun. drive into Mexico or Canada yeah. or something and get that in. So how, okay. So then well, as you're building your business remotely, what are some of the ways that you've like tips you could share with people who are inspired to do that you know like the, I guess a lot of people I work with definitely have the idea of wanting to work remotely over at some point in their business building endeavors well, you know what are some tips there so far for you so tips as far as a remote business or a business on the road business on the road let's say because you well at both because okay. you you're versed in both you know because you, yeah. you have a remote team so share some tips there and then share some for being on the road as well yeah so i mean as far as a remote team i think the biggest thing is getting FaceTime with people whether it's through zoom or anything like that you you don't have the luxury of being able to build the relationships just at the water cooler or going to get a drink after work or just passing by. Um, so re relationships have to be a, a massive priority. You have mm -hmm. to put a lot of time and energy just into getting to know your people, knowing where they're at in, in life personally and work, if they're happy, if they're sad, um, trying to figure out unique team building things, whether it's a book club, whether it's a, a Zoom happy hour or poker or, or something that you can do to get people together in a environment that's not work. I love the idea of, of setting up environments that create different hierarchies because no matter, like, it's very hard to, to create an environment where there's no hierarchy, but we can, and this isn't a remote example, but with my team, we had someone who was a, an ex-pro golfer. So let's all go golf where you are now the authority. You're, you're the, the mecca out here. Or we can go do a workout together where somebody is a fitness instructor and they're going to lead it. We have a yoga, we had a yoga, yoga instructor and can she lead a class? Um, trying to find environments to put other people in positions of leadership was a lot of fun, definitely a fun challenge. Um, and as far as being on the road, I think the two things I would say, the biggest thing above all else is getting your Wi-Fi situation sorted uh, out. Yeah. We have every booster and antenna and like anything that you could possibly think of. Um, we've got multiple hotspots for different services, AT&T, Verizon, some, some are better than others in different areas. But honestly, it's like we haven't had a problem at all. I've been doing video streams with, with so many people and I keep getting compliments on my, on my quality. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, a, I'm in the middle of nowhere right now, but I'm glad it's working. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, about that and I, Yeah, and, and beyond that, I think structure is, at least for me, been pretty big because we want to play so much, go on hikes and jump off cliffs and do all these things and have that opportunity every single day. But obviously there's still work that we want to do. So being yeah. structured in scheduling our work, but also scheduling our play and being as efficient as we possibly can with those hours. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's big. I can imagine that. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, just generally speaking, and then you add the layer of being on the road where you feel like it's a perpetual vacation. Um, I would think that that's incredibly important. And the wife, I think it's funny because when we did our RV trip, it was like, I don't know, let's see, it's 11 years ago, you know? So it, yeah, the world was definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been hard, sure I think, to do the Wi-Fi business. It would have been a little bit harder. Um, yeah. I want to hear because it, to me, it sounds like you have a really powerful mindset, especially for somebody who's so young, which is pretty rare. Um, what do you do for personal growth and development? Like what, what, what are your strategies that you can share that have worked for you? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is I'm just super experimental. Like I'm, I'm very interested in biohacking and trying to figure out what can make me just a little bit better whether it's make me sleep a little bit better or make me a little bit more energized, always trying new things. Um, I'm, I'm huge on meditation. I, I am a strong believer that that is like the, the secret code all. I mean, if you read Tim Ferriss's books, tribe of mentors and, and tools of Titans, just, just hundreds of thousands of, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of people that he's interviewed that are at the top of their industry, whether it's LeBron James or people of that sort. And I think something like 80% of them do some more morning meditation or mindfulness practice. Um, so that's big for me. I, I feel like meditation should be treated like showering and brushing your teeth. You, you would never go three days without showering or most people wouldn't, um, but, yeah. but maybe I will living in an RV now, yeah. but you know, you, you, you would make yeah. that a priority. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I've, which I want to get back to, I've been, it's been tough in the, in the RV being in Sedona for the past month, but cold showers, I'm a big fan of, if you can get through it, like for me, at least I feel on top of the world coming out of a cold shower. Yeah. Like um, hydrotherapy. Do you do hot, cold or just cold? Just cold. Just cold. Okay. I like just cold. Yeah. Okay. And I, I've played with contrast and I, I like that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but, and then there's, there's the simple things. Like it's really not that complicated getting good sleep, getting good exercise, reading, yeah. having some sort of creative outlet, whether it's painting or music or something like that. Yeah. Um, this There's is so fascinating to do. me because, you know, for you, you were in school while building a business and you created a really successful business. Um, it, it seems to, it, I don't know you well, but I'm imagining your life flows pretty well. It seems like you have a pretty easygoing mindset where you're like, oh, just like, let's just roll with the punches kind of type of thing. And yeah. I'm curious where that came from. Have you, have you, would you consider that you've been that way for a lot of your life or is this something that you really have worked on? I've always been very laid back, just go with the flow, control what I can control. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I wouldn't, I can't pinpoint anything that I would say it came for. I, I think my parents are very much this way as well. So that honestly would be where I would look. I think I probably developed yeah. that from them. Um, and growing up in a household with, with two brothers where we, all played just about every sport there was and there was never a day on the calendar where we didn't have at least three things going on yeah um and it was just kind of our normal like no one was stressed about it it's just what we yeah. did and what we decided to do and i think that's that's stuck with me yeah 
I, I'm curious then, what, what would you say is your greatest advice for entrepreneurs who are building businesses? Because a lot of people don't, it doesn't flow as easily, let's say in their, in their business building <laughs> adventure. So what would your greatest advice be for people who are in that, in the phase, like say, let's say pre six figure or even pre million? Yeah. Um, I, I would, I think being a sponge is the biggest thing, honestly. Success leaves clues. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that. So what are you doing on an educational level to learn more, right? There, there's so many resources out there, free resources or, or extremely cheap books, Google, yeah. like the today's day and age, we have so much stuff. So studying the people who have done what you want to do and, and trying to replicate that in your own way. Like, obviously you want to be unique, but you can, I mean, I always say, it, I don't really have too many good original ideas. They just came from someone else and I put my little twist on them. Yeah. Um, and I, I think surrounding yourself with the right people, whether it's mentors or your team, just your environment is, is crucial, right? Yeah. We're, like we, we are inherently a sponge and take in whatever is around us whether it's good or bad and it is internal and instinctive as human beings to want to fit in. So if you surround yourself with a bunch of really, really successful business people, you're probably going to end up being a really successful business person, right? Yeah. I love that. It's so valuable and true. Anyway, I always tell people my number one max potential habit is to learn every single day, like learn, grow, focus on personal growth and development. Because when you become the master of yourself, you can become the master of your reality. And that's that idea of like, whatever you're absorbing is the one thing as an adult that you have the choice over, right? So we get like all these downloads when we're kids that sounds like for you were really useful in helping you develop a powerful mindset. That's not the case for everyone, but the cool thing is that as you age, you have responsibility, the ability to respond to what you're absorbing. So it's like, make those choices. I, I wanted to highlight, um, Bryce and I were talking before the show about how we met through Instagram and he contacted me and said like, how do you know, you know, he had somehow we connected on Instagram and then he was looking at the podcast and asked how I knew a few people. And I was like, oh, they were on my podcast. And so, you know, it makes me think about that network of people that I've tapped into in the business world and they're freaking incredible people. And I surround, I've chosen to surround myself with people who are, you know, like-minded, growth-minded, uh, mission-driven, values-driven, vision-driven, want to choose to be in the world making a difference. And so it's like, it, it makes sense that like we attracted each other to, be on this podcast episode today, but it's just like, it's so true. And, and it's, people struggle with that. I think, you know, it's like, we forget how some of the simple tips, like you're talking about, like meditation, if you can meditate for five minutes a day, you know, and it will change yeah. your life. And, but it's yeah. the intentionality behind up-leveling yourself and then choosing who you spend time with. So it's super impressive to me at your age that you have this knowledge and awareness and are going in that direction and leading a really cool team. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think to that point, you're, you're right. It is something a lot of people struggle with and they almost see it as selfish to do these things when they have kids that they should be focusing on or business or, or anything like that. Yeah. And what's been a huge shift for me, I sat down and laid out my priorities and it was, it was relationship business. Like, and I was my, personally, I was like five or six or something like that. And I just, tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and eventually realized that I was number one. And I, 
my reasoning behind that was how can I show up a hundred percent in my business or my relationship or any other area of life if I myself am not operating at a hundred percent capacity? Yeah. I can't. There's no possible way. So it, it allowed me to shift and say, I'm not being selfish by doing these things to allow me to be at optimal performance. I'm being as selfless as I could possibly be. Yeah. So smart. Everyone listening, that is such wisdom and truth right there. You know, it's, I think people forget that self-care is, you know, we think of self being selfish, but it's really self-care and you're so right. If you're falling apart and you're neglecting yourself, nothing in life will work. And it's so easy to forget, especially, you know, as entrepreneurs who are often doing a side hustle and have families and doing all kinds of stuff in the world. It's like, don't forget to nurture yourself. It's really important. Um, I want to talk about your current business that you have created. We haven't talked much about it. Um, tell me the magic there. Like what's, what's happening there. That's been really fun for you. Cause it sounds like you work a lot in that realm of just going like, let's, let's implement this and make it fun. And, it, and I'm sure that that's reflecting in, in your new business. Yeah. I, I've through this, I've realized how much I just love building. Like it's, it's been so much fun in that regard to have something really new that honestly coming into it, we, we just like our, our first business, we didn't really know much about this industry. Like we didn't really know what we were doing, which for me, I think is a blessing. Like, I mean, you look at companies like Netflix who stumbled into something they had absolutely no idea about and then ended up that yeah. being an advantage. Um, so I, just, just building has been fun. It's been, it's been honestly, I don't want to say fun, but it's been very good. And I think a great learning lesson for me, it's kind of allowed us as a company to thin out the herd in a sense um, and, and separate the people who are, are meant for this, this building and, and the volatility of all of this from the people who weren't. Um, so that's been a, a really good thing that's come out of it. And I mean, just, just, learning something new has been so much fun. Yeah. Like it's, like I said, I stepped into it and knew absolutely nothing about the industry of influencers and Instagram and all of this stuff. And now I'm figuring it out and I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah. Like, and you can tweak this little thing and this is going to be better. And I'm so like data driven and all about optimizing and all of these things. So, and we're helping people, which is also like, that's the biggest thing we're helping yeah. people and the people we're working with are, are really, really happy and seeing results. And it's awesome. Like, can't Good beat for that. you. So great. So awesome. Okay. Share with listeners the top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today. The top three, I feel like I've probably touched on all of them already, but okay. number one, putting okay. yourself first above all else, like I would say that's number one above everything else. Um, number two, I would say your environment and making sure that everything you're consuming, whether it be the words from other people or the media or, or anything that's coming into your, your realm, um, making sure that is good and conducive to your goals and your dreams and all the things that you want out of life. Nice. Um, what would I say is number three? Hmm. I, I guess learning every day, 
Like, I really like that one. I feel like, I feel like you've brought that into my uh, reality. <laughs> it's, it's been in the back of my mind and always been a priority, but I'm realizing yeah. now how important that is to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's my highest value. So it's easy for me to say it's the number one <laughs> that everyone needs to be doing, <laughs> but it, I can't imagine a life where I'm not just constantly learning, you know, and it's part of why I love what I do so much. Cause like, even right now I'm learning from you. Right. And I yeah. get to learn when I coach and I learn when I read and I learn when I teach and I learn, you know, it's just like learning, learning, learning at all points in time. And I'm like, to me, that's the, that's how I've gotten where I am and and what keeps me really on my toes and inspired and alive and all those things you know and I think like you were saying earlier there's we're, we have so much access to information now I mean YouTube University free like free yeah. you could like completely get a PhD level education on YouTube University I mean you know there's like a lot of nonsense there but there's also like some incredible value books yeah. and you know podcasts and there's just so much cool stuff in the world so to me I'm like oh yeah learn every day and and for you it's like even learning about a new lifestyle like living in an RV like that's a huge learning curve for a while you know massive yes yeah yeah it's so fun yeah this is hilarious I, i'm gonna have to send this episode to my ex-husband him and i are really good friends and we always we have these like ongoing lifelong jokes and we our rv the kitchen was the there was only one plug and it was so high on the ceiling that we couldn't plug our toaster in and the kids love to have waffles so we would have to take the toaster into the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> because that's where we could plug the toaster in. <laughs> so we would always, we had this ongoing joke, like someone's making something good in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we have the same, we have the so outlet on the ceiling, Yeah. but it's, it's close enough, but it's right under the smoke alarm. So you can't do the toaster there either. Right. So we'll just yeah. take it outside or totally. take it like wherever. Yeah. Well, we haven't and done it's the bathroom hilarious. Yet. Well, and it's hilarious because we like we could buy a, an extension cord, but like space was so limited that we're like, oh, it just it works to take it in the bathroom. <laughs> Super funny. <laughs> yeah, it was an exciting time. <laughs> All right, oh, share with listeners where they can find you. I mean. Clearly everyone listening, you can recognize that Bryce is pretty badass, like super young, very strong minded, uh, growth minded, kicking ass in the business world, has such a powerful, and from my perspective, you just have a really powerful attitude of like, ooh, let's make this fun, let's do it, let's look at the positive side, let's surround ourselves with awesome people. So. I won't be surprised at all if the company you're creating now makes it huge. So I know people are going to want to connect with you. So share where the best places to, to connect with you are. Like I said earlier, Instagram, I have been all over it and sharing this entire journey and realized how fun it is and how, how good it can be as a social tool. I mean, I've connected with so many old friends and so many people that I like you, we, we connected via Instagram and yeah now we get to have an amazing conversation because of that social media platform. So I'm like all about chatting and connecting with new people and, and absolutely love that. And yeah, awesome. at, okay. at, at Bryce Thrillson, it's a little play on Wilson. Oh, nice. Okay. So Bryce Thrillson and is it with two L's? It's two funny. L's, I, yeah. I know cause I'm connected to you there, but I don't remember the exact name. Okay. Bryce Thrillson and that will be in the show notes, everyone. And, and your website will be there as well. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been super fun. You're, you're making me have so many good reminiscing memories of, of good times I've had in the RV. <laughs> well, 
Well, thanks for having me. I, I love doing these things. So, so absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll run into each other at some point because you're in Colorado right now. <laughs> we'll be all over, so I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed this show. So much gold in there. Uh, really, for me, one of the key takeaways is this, is get over your BS mindset that you can't make a successful business from where you are during pandemic, whatever the, the perceived challenges you're facing. Look for the opportunities to win, just like Bryce has done, and create several multi-million dollar businesses because the opportunity is there. So I hope you all have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive and see all the opportunities to make millions of dollars, making a huge impact in the world, doing exactly what you love. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free ebooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.